Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Monday, February 13th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Another ho-hum day in the Kansas City sports world, wouldn't you say? Ha, ha, ha. How about the Chiefs? Super Bowl 57 champions with a 38-35 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles, a game in which they trailed by 10 points and then battled back. We'll be talking about this one for a while, so let's get started with a post-game chat among the beat writers, Herbie Tiope and Jesse Newell. We broke down the game, the key moments and turning points, and we did this about two hours after the Chiefs put the finishing touches on this one. Okay, let's get started. Hey, good morning in Kansas City and good evening from Glendale, Arizona, where uh, we will talk about the Chiefs' Super Bowl victory tonight over the Philadelphia Eagles with Jesse Newell and Herbie Teope. Welcome to Sportsbeat Live. This is our Chiefs postgame show, and what a show this should be or what a conversation it should be with the Kansas City Chiefs, 38-35 winners over the Philadelphia Eagles and Jesse, I see you have managed to get yourself down almost to field level. Let me see if I can turn and see where you are. Yes. Well done, Jesse. Herbie and I sitting in the luxury boxes um, in State Farm Stadium. Jesse down with the people on the field. And here we are almost, what, uh, more than two hours after the game, and the field is still packed with, uh, with fans all taking pictures and collecting confetti. Um, it's a joyous occasion, right, for for Kansas City, for fans of the Chiefs, for the Chiefs organization. Wonderful victory here. They came from 10 down at halftime. I didn't think it was going to happen for them, uh, but it happened. And uh, let's let's just start there, okay? Let's start at halftime. Uh, and, Herbie, what, um, what were your thoughts about this game in the first half? Why did the Chiefs fall behind 24-14? Well, they fell behind because they couldn't stop Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Hurts was having himself an incredible game in the first two quarters. The Chiefs were down by 10 points going into the halftime in a lot. Okay, so that's where Jesse Newell picks it up. Uh, Jesse, hey, listen, we, we've had problems with our uh, wireless uh, connection all night here. So, uh, all right, Jesse, where were your thoughts at halftime of this game? Yeah, Jalen Hurts uh, was doing really well, and, you know, this was the, the Eagles winning all the big downs. They won third down. They won fourth down. And so many times when you have a close game, I mean, Eagles come into this game one-and-a-half-point favorites. If you have a close game, two evenly matched teams, if you win third downs and fourth downs, you're going to give yourself a shot. So even with Nick Bolton returning that one for a touchdown, the fumble return, uh, because the Eagles kicked off, or I mean, because the Eagles received in the first half, the Chiefs had one less possession. Uh, you know, Eagles were just marching the ball down the field and always winning those third downs. That was really important for them. And they were executing at the right times. But, you know, it was interesting in the locker room talking to the guys. They were saying that it was Patrick Mahomes who came in the locker room, had a pretty fiery speech for them saying, it's time to show some energy, guys. You're in the Super Bowl. It's time to show energy. And, like, it's just amazing to me. Like, Patrick Mahomes, not only is he amazing pre-snap, he makes these throws we've never seen possible or haven't been possible before he makes them, but he's already at 27 years old, the leader that walks in the locker room at Super in the Super Bowl halftime locker room and says, guys, it's time to show some energy. So right after that, immediately what happens – Travis Kelsey gets up, starts barking around to the, to the people in there, some of his teammates, and they get going. They get, they get energized, 
And you saw in the second half, they scored every single possession in the second half when they had to have it. So, uh, yeah, they woke up at halftime. They had extended halftime because Rihanna was out there doing the Super Bowl a halftime show. And because of that, Patrick Mahomes was Patrick Mahomes again. You know, he not only is amazing for them on the field, he's amazing for them off it. And because of that, he's Super Bowl MVP. He's got his second Super Bowl. And the Chiefs are the favorites to win next year's Super Bowl already. So it's, it's pretty amazing what he's done for this city organization and for this team, leading them to another big victory. So I don't know if uh, if anybody can pick it up, but Jesse has champagne stains on his sports coat uh, because the champagne was flowing. I'd only seen that in a baseball clubhouse uh, after the Royals won all their series in 14 and 15, but they brought it out for the Chiefs tonight, and they were pouring it all over each other. It was quite a scene in the locker room after halftime. And uh, one of the interesting scenes that I uh, that I encountered was just Mahomes going from player to player, thanking them and, and talking about, you know, Jesse, you talk about leadership qualities. That's kind of what, uh, you know, that's what I thought when I saw him shaking everybody's hand and thanking them for, you know, making this victory possible. That was kind of cool to see. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, I was actually talking with uh, receivers coach Joe Blameyer in the locker room and uh, he got stopped as he was talking to me because Mahomes came over to him and said, hey, uh, you know, this is what's happening and they gave him a big hug and celebrated with him. I know our Sam McDowell also had one in there where uh, he was basically uh, Brian Cook. He Brian Cook and they were saying, you know, big hug, all those sorts of things. So Mahomes really was going person to person, interrupting interviews. It didn't matter. They were also happy. But yeah, lots of cigars, some champagne, uh, both myself and Joe Blameyer got the back end of it from uh, Amir Smith-Marset, who uh, popped open some bubbly. So it was funny. Former colleague, uh, Kansas City star Russ and Dodd, I was standing outside the locker room. I said, hey, I know the baseball celebrations are champagne. I said, but the football ones aren't as much. He goes, no, you don't have anything to worry about. So sure enough, about 10 minutes <laughs> in the locker room, I was just dripping wet with champagne. Uh, but the Chiefs, you know, they earned that celebration. They earned the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let, let's, uh, let's kind of identify some big moments in this game for the Chiefs. Look, Eagles took the opening kickoff and drove it right down the Chiefs' throats, and they did what they had to do, right? Establish a um, establish themselves right off the bat, and I thought they kind of manhandled. I thought the, the Eagles' offensive line did what we thought they could do and took it right down the field. Chiefs answered, right? Mahomes to Kelsey, and, uh, and they get it 7-7. And then that was kind of it for the Chiefs, right, um, for, for for the rest – not, not all for the rest of the first half, but offensively it was, right? They go miss field goal uh, and then punt, punt. And meanwhile, the, the, the Eagles are start to score. And uh, Jalen Hurts is having the, you know, the, the dual threat game that we, we know he can have, and he's, he's, he's beating the Chiefs with his legs. He's beating them with, their, with his arm. He's going deep. He's going underneath. They're – they're connecting on slants. Um, Goddard, the tight ends, making these incredible catches. Um, everything, everything's going Philly's way. And I got to tell you, Jesse, if not for the Nick Bolton play in the first half, I, I don't know what the halftime score might have been. That's that turns out to be a, a huge play for Kansas City. For um, you know, you know, hurts to fumble it, kind of like Mahomes did against Cincinnati last week. It was unforced. He didn't get hit. He just dropped the ball. It bounced right up to Nick Bolton. And, uh, and he takes it into the end zone, we think, and we're endeavoring to figure this out, if he's the first uh, uh, Missouri player to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. I think that's the case. But we're if somebody out there knows for sure, let me know. So, all right, Herbie, you're back, buddy. Yeah, I had to improvise, adapt, and overcome. I had to turn <laughs> off the laptop because I lost the Wi-Fi, but I am now on my smartphone, so this should work. Beautiful. Okay. 
All right, so we were kind of going over the, the Chiefs' problems in the first half. They get to halftime, as Jesse said, they get the ball to start the second half. And Chiefs won the coin flip. Uh, it, is, I, it was absolutely essential that the Chiefs do something with that first possession of the second half. And, uh, and I thought what they did was exactly what the Eagles did to open the game. They took the ball 75 yards quickly. And, uh, and and got it to the end zone was that that was the Pacheco one yard run I think, and um, uh, and it, it, it you know made it twenty four twenty one and then all of a sudden it just kind of felt like a little bit of a different game did it Herbie? Oh absolutely you could you could you could kind of sense the momentum going from the Eagles to the Chiefs it's kind of it's kind of weird that I say that because you know going into halftime I felt like the Eagles were. In total control, they dominated essentially every single stat line, but the game just never felt out of hand. And then when the Chiefs are able to score on their opening possession of the of the third quarter, I was like, it's game on. This is absolutely game on. And then, of course, Mahomes with his magic that we know that he, he's always often prone to do, that's exactly what happened. Okay, Joe Shea says, yes, first Super Bowl touchdown scored by a Mizzou player. Should have had a second one too. I thought maybe uh, that was um, after the, that was the first play after the Chiefs scored to make it 24-21, The the pass breakup by Snead and and there's Bolton again to scoop it up. If he'd if he had scooped and scored that, he'd have and the Chiefs win the game. I think he'd have been the MVP of the game. Two defensive touchdowns. That would have been unbelievable. Um, okay, so the Chiefs start to build on this, right? They they get uh, they, they get some serious momentum and. And Patrick Mahomes, who hadn't didn't play poorly in the first half, but never had the ball. I mean, the, at, at halftime, the, the time of possession difference was like twenty-two to eight. Uh, number of plays uh, greatly favored the Eagles. Part of that is because they keep going for it on fourth down and making it, so they keep the ball longer. Um, and the Chiefs again had a couple of empty possessions in the first half, but but now the Chiefs are scoring on every possession. And Jesse, I know you had a chance to re- review two of the, Mahomes, the the two Mahomes touchdown passes in the second half, and those were things of beauty. They just were. I mean, that's you know when I talked about how I think the Chiefs always have an advantage against NFC teams because they don't play them that often, right? I thought about that when they scored these two touchdowns because Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony were just wide open. Yeah, they were. And real quick, the people in the comments, the, the thing we lose here, I mean, this is obviously awesome. You know, you see people doing snow angels in the background and <laughs> confetti and playing. You know, they're loving it. All the banners up here show Chiefs are World Champions. But what we miss is I'm seeing some videos from back home, Lawrence and Mastery, people are going wild. So let us know in the comments. What are you guys celebrating with? What are you drinking? I mean, I'd love to know how people are celebrating uh, this Chiefs second Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. But, yeah, I mean, I'll have a story on this complete uh, completely here in a few hours, but it's amazing, Blair. The play that the Chiefs ran that twice, so, you know, stop motion, um, the circle back, they actually got it from the Buffalo Bills last year when the Bills put a beat down on them uh, in the game week six at Arrowhead. And the Bills basically had no reason to run the play, but they ran it against the Chiefs, ran it for a touchdown. The Chiefs kept it in their minds. They started running it in training camp, and the defense couldn't stop it. And they realized, we're onto something here. We're onto something here. And so, uh, yeah, the first one was to Kadarius Tony. Uh, they noticed that in the red zone, the Eagles went primarily man coverage. When you go man coverage, that that shuttle motion, as the Chiefs call it, when you go one way and you come back, they try to pass it off. They try to pass that off, and you see that defender run toward the middle because Sky Moore or Kadarius Tony 
as a running start. And so you saw them try to pass it off. They come back to the outside. Those guys are wide open. So it's, it's amazing how this stuff comes full circle from training camp to now. From last season when the Bills are up 28 to 10 against the Chiefs at Arrowhead in the regular season game, have no reason to show this play. And all of a sudden they show it and the Chiefs are like, well, we can't defend that. What's going on? Let's implement it in training camp. Let's do this and go over and over and over again. The Chiefs do it and they run it twice. Actually, different mo uh, different name calls for those because it's different personnel. Uh, but uh, a little note for the people out there because I'm sure the t-shirts will be made. One of them is called uh, Shuttle Tent and one of them is called Shuttle Corn Dog. It's a uh, corner route and a drag route. So I'm sure that'll be hopefully after uh, this story gets written and uh, is out there in the public, there will be some Corn Dog t-shirts after the Super Bowl because uh, that is one of the plays the Chiefs scored on and helped them to win the Super Bowl. Very cool. I'm looking forward to reading that. Ever starting to get some uh, celebration locations. Uh, good stuff here from from Roy and from uh, from Michael and Andrew taking an online quiz for his master's program. That's pretty cool. Um, uh, Power and Light District was on fire. I saw some uh, saw some photos from that. That's that's just a great scene. Kansas City. Uh, does it upright when they when they uh, get together to watch uh, watch their their sports teams? It's really cool. And you're right, Jesse's right. We um, we love being here. Uh, we wouldn't be anywhere else. But if we were back at home, it'd, just, uh, it'd be fun to be part of the celebration uh, for for the Chiefs. And we know that Wednesday is the parade now for the Chiefs. And there's a time in there. Maybe one of you guys can find. I think they've already put a release out about the time for the parade. So we'll get that to you as well. Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. Okay, so first touchdown pass. The first one goes to Kadarius Tony, right? And then and that makes it 28-27 Chiefs. And then Kadarius Tony's involved again in what I consider, if there's a play of the game, it's the punt return. Take us through that, Kirby, and, and tell us how Kadarius Tony became a chief in the first place. Well, it's incredible to me that, that some Giants fans have to be wondering, why couldn't we get this in New York? For one reason or another, let's just put it out there. For one reason or another, it did not work out in New York. The Chiefs, Brett Veach and his personnel staff, wow, did they find the gem, and, and they've known how to utilize Kadarius Tony since he's been here. And you know, one of the roles that he's here as is the primary punt returner. We saw that, you know, we obviously Jesse talked about the touchdown, but like you said, Blair, that was the play of the game. He catches the punt, he goes to his right, he breaks tackles, and then all of a sudden he bursts around the right corner and there's nobody there except the punter. But, you know, the punter actually slowed him down a little bit. The rest of the pursuit caught him. But that put the Chiefs, I think it was at the five-yard line. And then, you know, they were able to yeah. score a touchdown shortly thereafter. But that, that, that play there put the Chiefs on the path to victory, and it was just an incredible play. Real quick, let me add a couple of things on that, Blair. Um, for one, um, so I was uh, for one, I was the guy that wrote a few weeks ago that you should catch every punt. 
And Dave Chobe said that's not the way they're going to do it. They're going to break one. They're going to break one. He kept faith in his guys, kept faith in his return unit. Sure enough, these last two weeks, they broke one, and they were huge plays in the game. So credit to the Chiefs. Credit to Dave Tobe for believing in his guys. Credit to them for continuing because I thought this team was good enough to win a Super Bowl without plays like that, that they just needed their offense to carry that. Obviously, they needed those plays, and they kept at it, and they kept working. Sky Moore two weeks ago, Darius Tony in this game. Um, I did want to mention it, it, it jarred something up else up. Uh, Joe Blameyer brought Kadarius Tony over to me in the locker room because we talked about the, the motion play that he scored on. They actually practiced it Thursday in practice here in Tempe at the Arizona State practice facility. And Kadarius Tony fell down on the practice field so badly and made a, such a fool of himself falling like he was sliding into second base that he put the video on his phone to always have it with him. And he showed it to me. I took a picture of it. If you guys have watched Wizard of Oz, it looks like the Wicked Witch when the house lands on her. All you see in the video from the coach's video is two legs because he fell off the screen running that play. And so they were like, should we go to him again? Is this going to work? And again, they were so confident in the play. They're like, well, it'll probably still work at the most crucial times. But it was funny. He brought over the phone to me and showed it to me. And he looked like the Wicked Witch of the East with the house on top of him because he fell down so badly. And, and teammates and coaches were just ragging on him. That play ends up helping the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. So just some crazy stuff to happen for everything to come together and the Chiefs win this particular game. Acquired from the Giants during the bye week, and uh, uh, Brett Feach gave up a, a, a third round, a conditional third round, and a sixth round pick for him. Was in the doghouse for some reason uh, for, for, for Brian Dable in New York, and yeah. he delivered in a big way. Go ahead, Herbie. Yeah, he just couldn't stay healthy there. He was bothered, you know, nagging hamstring injuries. And if he has one of the first questions Andy Reid took uh, on the news of his trade, you know, he made it a point to say he's healthy now. Which, of course, you know, then, then obviously Kadarius Tony he aggravated the hamstring, uh, you know, a couple of games in. He missed some time. But you see what he can do when he's healthy. The, the guy is a weapon, and, and he's a phenomenal, phenomenal fit for Andy Reid's scheme. I know the Chiefs only had, what, 20 plays in the first half, but Kadarius was in right. for one. So we always sort of hear the rumors about Andy Reid only taking out of the holster what he needs to take out of the holster. Uh, he did it at the right time in the second half because uh, Kadaris was not utilizing the first half, but he sure had a huge impact on the second. I'm enjoying reading these uh, these celebration uh, comments here. Uh, th th these are fun, and, and that's that's just wonderful, um, all this good stuff. Keep them coming. I, I want to know. I, I want to know how people are yeah, I see celebrating some this. Hot chocolate because scream too much. I like this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, these these are great. I'm throw, throw these up there, George. These are This is good stuff. Um, okay, um, Chiefs take the lead, 35-27, and uh, all the, one stop, I'm thinking, and that's it. They're, they're good. They don't get the stop. Eagles get a touchdown and get the two-point conversion. You knew they'd get the two-point conversion. I'm surprised they didn't do the push play from the two for the two-point conversion. They'd have, they'd have gotten it that way anyway, um, but they tie it. Five, I think it's 5.15 or so when the Chiefs take over. And um, I turn to, you know, to uh, Vahe sitting next to me, and I say, they've, you know, uh, they give us your five-minute drive. Let's go. And darn if they didn't do it. Um, just I, I, at that point, I'm thinking if the Chiefs don't win, if the Chiefs don't get this done, then, um, you know, maybe Mahomes' reputation takes a little bit of a hit. You know, one Super Bowl in five years, two losses, two one win, two losses. But 
why would we doubt Patrick Mahomes? He takes him down the field. You know, one of the big plays is his 26-yard scramble, and he goes down, and he looks like he reactivated the ankle and you know injury. And um, but they played it to perfection. They played it to darn near perfection. That that final uh, that final drive. How about Jarek McKinnon going down at the at the one yard line? What a what an under the radar smart play by him to not score the touchdown, not go out of bounds, just slide at the one. I, I don't know. I, I you know, the second half was you know, they, I don't know if it's the best half the Chiefs played all year, but it was a fantastic half of football, scoring on every possession, getting enough stops, doing the right thing, and. Um, did, did we all have faith in Butker at the end uh, after missing the field goal earlier in the game? I knew he was drilling that field goal. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't have any concerns whatsoever of Butker missing that. It was just set up perfectly. And you're right on Jarek McKinnon. You know, that's veteran savviness. And you could tell by the way the Eagles defense played that run. They wanted him to score. You know, it was half-hearted pursuit. And so it was, it was one of those deals, let him get in the end zone. But McKinnon had the veteran know-how to not score. And I love what Patrick Mahomes said after the game. You know, he gave credit to Eric Bieniemy for pounding that into their heads. The details, the details, the details. And they had the, the right running back to remember those details. Just sliding at the one-yard line. No need to go into the end zone. Let's kill the clock. Did Mahomes say he told him to do it? Because Mahomes is like the headiest player I've ever been around. Did no, no, he tell Mahomes, him to do it? No, no, Mahomes didn't say that. Mahomes credited Eric Bieniemy for pounding the details. And that that's because he was asked about that play there specifically. He said, no, he, he credits Eric Bieniemy for everything he does during the week of preparation. That's interesting. Well, one of the Chiefs' big runs, too, um, you know, they worked in the offseason to become more versatile. That Patrick Mahomes run was on a three tight end set where they spread the team out and Patrick Mahomes, again, always just one step further or faster than everybody around him. Uh, you know, a huge run on that drive. But, yeah, I mean, the the here's what I think is huge about McKinnon going down. If you are the Eagles and the Chiefs score the touchdown with a minute 10 left and go up seven and you come back down and score a touchdown, guess what Nick Sirianni is going to do? Oh, he's going he's, for two. He's going for two, baby. It's I mean, this is it's time to win the game against the Chiefs defense. So if, if, if Jarek scores there, that's dicey time for the Chiefs because you got 70 seconds. I mean, you know, Jalen made some – give Jalen credit. Like, I came in saying his right shoulder was bothering him, and it was before this game. He ran the ball well, but he threw some dimes, man. And he's been awful outside the pocket. He, made, he threw a couple balls outside the pocket, probably were the best ones he's thrown all year. There were some of those third downs in the first half I thought were the Chiefs' fault. The ones early in the second half they were converting – it was like that Goddard catch on the side, another yeah. one on the side that was challenged that didn't get overturned. I mean, the Eagles were making some freaking plays out there. So uh, credit to them for doing that. But, yeah, that really did eliminate any dicey situation for the Chiefs because Eagles get that ball back a minute 10 left, start driving down the field. You start to think, uh-oh, you better prepare for that two-point play because there's no way Nick Sirianni is going to kick this extra point. I believe they had to burn their two timeouts by then. So it might have been, you know, it was going to be a little difficult to get down there. But, look – they were good enough to get 35 points tonight. So we have to I, throw I, that sucker up to AJ Green to see what happens. I mean, it worked out pretty well for him a couple other times, you know. Yeah. Yep. No. They Eagles were good. They, they had four more than 400 yards of total offense. Chiefs were about 300 or so. Um, yeah. Wrong. Hey, wrong color, by the way. AJ Brown. Uh, AJ, I'm AJ getting, Brown. I'm getting, I'm getting midnight. Uh, AJ Green's <laughs> a receiver too, or was. Uh, yeah. AJ Brown. Got it. Yep. 
Yeah, total yards tonight, pretty lopsided in favor of the the Philadelphians. So Well, and that's also, you talked about this, Blair, that's lopsided because the Chiefs had eight possessions on offense. So eight possessions on offense, they score 31 points. That's really good in the NFL. I mean, the seven goes to the defense, but part of this is the defense scored, and so they had to go back on the field and and go, you know, defend another long drive. So all in all, these numbers aren't going to favor the Chiefs as well. But you look at yards per play, it's amazing. You look at Mahomes' efficiency, it's amazing. Um, you know, again, 31 points on eight possessions. You're going to take that any day of the week. Gloria talks about the good clock management. And I, when I was downstairs getting ready to go into the locker room, I was listening to some Philadelphia writers saying, I, you know, words to the effect of, I guess we can put together the put to bed the Andy Reid clock management issue. And I'm thinking, that hasn't been an issue for – I can't remember the last time it was an issue. He, he controlled the clock brilliantly in, in this game, as he did um, the, the Bengals game uh, last week. So uh, that was another thing I meant to mention, and, and you brought it up earlier, Jesse. The Chiefs didn't have a punt return worth a darn until the AFC Championship game when Sky Moore goes for 29 and puts the Chiefs in position to win it. Then, of course, the Kadarius Tony tonight. And it's been mentioned here about um, it was Sky Moore – uh, yeah, I think they use Sky Moore and Pacheco, but I'd throw in Kadarius Tony, a second-round pick. And, look, I, uh, I I think we should start to wind this down and give credit. Look, Mahomes, Nick Bolton, Kadarius Tony, a lot of star, Travis Kelsey, uh, just a lot of studs for Kansas State tonight. Andy Reid, phenomenal. Uh, Brett Veach absolutely needs to get some credit for this. Tyreek Hill – was not on this team this year. Ten rookies, nine of them played. You know, a player like Tony, who get the, who Brett gets in a trade. Kirby, what else can we say about Brett Veach and the roster he put together this year in a transition year for the Chiefs? <laughs> hey, I, I can't wait to see what he does next. <laughs> you know, you do have a lot of free agents, you know, because now the Chiefs are going to start turning their attention to draft preparation and the business side of football. It's hard to believe the combine is two weeks away. It's hard to believe free agency starts in a little more than a month. And this is where Brett Veach and his personnel staff really shine. You know, last year you talk about the 10 draft picks. This upcoming draft, they're going to have double-digit draft picks again. And they got a lot of free agents to take care of. And a lot of that stuff right now, believe it or not, for everyone that's out there, they're going to shift their attention here very soon. They're going to enjoy the Super Bowl these next 24, 48 hours after the parade. Veach is right back in that mode. What can we do to improve this team? Hey, Blair, real quick. You said nine rookies. Who is the one that was left out? Uh, Kennard. Darian Kennard. Kennard, that's right. Okay, I was going to say, because Nazi Johnson was on the roster most of the year, and he made a couple special teams plays uh, today for them. So, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. And listen, Sam McDowell, our colleague, has been all over this all year. It's different when you have Patrick Mahomes. The, The whole equation is different. I remember asking Brett Veach, during uh, our meet with him in the summer saying, hey, do you try to get these receivers that cater to what Patrick Mahomes does well? And he goes, no, Patrick spoils the Chiefs because you can just get whatever you want talent-wise and he's going to make it work. The Chiefs took a step back to take two steps forward. And they this year could have ended still earlier than it did, but they still were successful. They still have Andy Reid. They still have Patrick Mahomes. But you just can't get locked in on a free agent. You can't say you have to have this guy or you have to have this guy because – you know, nine months ago, ten months ago at this time, you said you had to have Tyreek Hill. You didn't have to have him because you have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. 
So the Chiefs will have to continue to reset this cap thing. They'll have to be very choosy with their free agents. They're going to have to build through the draft because their quarterback takes a lot of their salary cap. But guess what? Nobody else has this quarterback. Everybody else wants this quarterback. So the Chiefs are going to have to do it differently than other people. They don't have a quarterback on a rookie deal, but the quarterback is so good that they can do it differently and keep this window open for a long time. I mentioned this earlier. They are already the Vegas favorites to win next year's Super Bowl. It should be that way for the foreseeable future. So, uh, you know, Mahomes said too early to talk dynasty for this team. Obviously, it's, it's difficult to win it every year, and the Chiefs were plus 300 to win it at halftime today. So they deserve credit for winning it. But, but this is the new equation with the Chiefs. They can't sign every free agent. You can't be loyal to everybody. And even this year's Super Bowl team only had, what, four or five starters left from the previous one that was only three years ago. That's the new way of how the Chiefs are going to have to win this thing. But when you have 15 and you have Andy Reid, it's good enough to win you a Super Bowl. We saw that proven this year. Hey, Blair, before, you, before we log out of here, you got to give one shout-out to the front five. The Chiefs offensive line did a phenomenal job tonight against the Eagles. Don't forget a lot of people, the storyline coming in this game, 70 defensive snaps. Sacks. How many times did Mahomes yeah. get sacked tonight? Zero. Mahomes yeah, Mahomes mentioned uh, at, at his post-game press conference, he gave a lot of credit to the, to the win for the way the front five protected him. And it was, I thought they did a phenomenal job. Yeah, Andrew was all over that. And um, uh, David Clark, with his Clark, Brett, and Andy are all on the same page. Very, very unique. Absolutely. Or else today that um, uh, the Chiefs become the first team to win a Super Bowl with the quarterback taking the as much percent of the salary cap as Mahomes does. I don't know exactly what the number is. Is it's, Do you know Jesse off the top? Uh, I don't remember the exact number, but – the Chiefs wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, that's, right. that's the bottom that's right. line. That going into this game, when we were talking about predictions, and I just kept coming back to it. Again, not to say that I knew it was going to be right at halftime, but you just keep coming back to Philadelphia's roster. Two to fifty-three is probably better than the Chiefs. That's the way the salary cap set up. That's why the whole thing is set up. But number one versus number one, the Chiefs had the better player, and that is so important. The Chiefs wouldn't trade him for anybody. So you make it work. You make tough roster decisions. You know, uh, who knows? Juju wants to be back. Maybe he's not back. Maybe he makes more money elsewhere. The Chiefs can fill in. They can take talent. They can buy low on talent. They can go in the draft and get talent. You know why? Because they've got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Those guys will make it work. Absolutely. All right, we're going to wind it down. Um, thank you so much for, for joining us tonight on this uh, terrific night for, for Kansas City sports, for Chiefs football. Fantastic night. Uh, Herbie and Jesse, Vahe and Sam have been with us all year. George Howard has been a fantastic producer for us. And, um, and uh, sorry that uh, we didn't get Vahe and Sam, but we'll have them either on a live stream or a podcast in the next couple of days, and we'll get their perspective on the game. So uh, good night from Glendale, Arizona, everybody, and uh, hope to talk to you again soon. That'll do it for today. Thanks to George Howard for producing the live stream and the podcast. And to our Sportsbeat KC staff of Jeff Rosen, Scott Chasen, Monty Davis, and Randy Mason. Tip of the cap to Herbie Teope and Jesse Newell for sharing their insights. So much Chiefs coverage in the Star, KansasCity.com, and my favorite digital destination, the Morning Sports Edition. Go to liveedition.kansascity.com to check it out. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sportsbeat KC, where we talk sports in Kansas City every day.